I don't know if I should say it, but I'm pro-weed. I think nothing wrong with marijuana, and yeah, I think it's targeted too much. But we should be able to vote if it's now, if it, we should have it or not. Because I reckon if they did a general vote now, it would be legalised. See, there's so many states now in America that have legalised it. Mm. You can just go into a shop and there's, there's businesses yeah. and taxis are getting paid into the tax system. Yeah. And the argument is, I think, that, that people should be doing this in the UK. Yeah, definitely. Because the government is chasing taxes and chasing more money all the time to fund the NHS. Exactly. And the lack of police. Not only that, if everyone's high, then no one's going to be angry. <laughs> everyone's going to be chilled out, aren't they? They'll come into work and you should be like, oh, I'll just do a bit of work and go. Oh, so, so you're encouraging people to be stoned before they come into work, are you? Definitely, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's such a better day, because you just put a bit of music on, relax all day, and you know problems. And if everyone's like that, then there will be a better place. Well, even in shops. Even in shops. Supermarkets. Yeah, definitely. And I, I will admit, I've done it in the past. I worked, <laughs> I worked in a shoe shop, and I, was, I went in every morning a little bit stoned. And, <laughs> and I actually had fun with the customers. That's and, brilliant. Yeah, the customers could tell as well. Like, it was when I was working in London. It was, and the customers could come in. They could see that I was a bit, and we would have a laugh or a joke about it. And there's so many times that they would offer if I wanted to go out with them afterwards. Or no. On my break, I should say, I say oh, I'll pop out around the back, and we could have one. I'm like, I would love to. <laughs> I'm in work. That's superb. Yeah. So it, it's it's one of those. I find it's one of those drugs that it's it's, it's a better version of alcohol because you don't get any of the effects of a hangover. Nothing like that. You can smoke much as you like all day and you'll go to sleep if you have solid six hours sleep you'll wake up no problems you'll, you'll be exactly the same as you were the day before just not stoned at that point so do you think we should have shops like like they do in some of the states in america where you can yeah. just go in and say oh, i know um california um the shops they got they've got people who will tell you exactly what strain is what so if you go in there and you say i can't sleep at night i've got insomnia they will give you a strain that will help you sleep Right. If you say, I'm stressed all the time, I need something to calm me down, they'll give you a strain just to calm you down. If you go in there and say, I just want to use it for recreational use, they'll give you the better of that. So they'll actually talk to you about it and they'll, they'll go through things with you and make it so that it's, it's not just you buying weed. It's not like you're going to some random guy on the end of the street that's dodgy as hell and probably mixed it with acid or something. It's they're actually going through it with you and you, you, you're getting the understanding then of what it is. You've opened my eyes there because I didn't even know there was a difference. Yeah. I thought weed was weed. You just no, went no. and bought, you know, a, you, you a, just... I'll, have, I'll have a packet of weed, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not quite, unfortunately. <laughs> be nice, though. Just go to spa and be like, yep, 10 bag, please. Yeah, I, I did try it once. Yeah. Many years ago, I would say probably, may have been about 30 years ago. Yeah. I was driving taxis on the weekend for a bit of extra money in the pocket. And... In those days, all the clubs used to finish at two o'clock in the morning. So throwing out time is two o'clock. By half past three, four o'clock on a Sunday morning, everybody was off the streets, everybody gone away, be quiet. And a lot of the taxi boys used to meet quite regularly then, somewhere quiet. Uh, they'd all pile into a car. Uh, they'd be passing some, some weed around, some marijuana. <laughs> after. And this one time I said, yeah, yeah, I'll come and join you, I'll come and join you, I'll be one of the lads. So I went up there and I passed it around and we had a laugh and I had a couple of puffs and everything. Anyway, time went by. Driving home, I'm driving downhill back in towards, uh, towards the town and I'm sort of half hunched over the wheel and I'm thinking, I need to slow down because I'm driving like a maniac. <laughs> when I actually looked at the speedo, I was doing 15 <laughs> mile an hour, one five. 
<laughs> so that my whole perception of what was going on around me was was completely distorted by after yeah. smoking this weed. Well, I don't agree with smoking and driving though. It's like drink driving as far as I'm concerned. Completely wrong, completely banned. Shouldn't be done. Well, I never did it again. No. Because that, that scared me. Sitting in your I mean like sitting in your house and you're watching a film and you just had a joint. It, that film comes ten times better. Instantly. Like I watched you know now now you see me? Have you seen that? That one the one with the magicians and all that? I don't think I have. No. Brilliant film, incidentally, but I watched that once with my mate and we were both off our faces and that film just blew our minds. And then watched it again, it just didn't have the same feeling. And there's loads of films like Star Wars, I'm a massive Star Wars fan. Watching it when you're stoned is just ten times better. But can you remember any of it? Yeah. Well, yes and no. <laughs> you can, but there is also this un- unknown phrase known as stoner mind. Which, if you smoke so much, then you kind of remember more when you're stoned again. So I, I did all my exams in uni when I was stoned, because I smoked all the time when I was revising. Right. So if I hadn't have done my exams while I was stoned, I probably wouldn't have remembered my... <laughs> so it, ha- it has its little effects, but you can remember most of it. See, that would be my problem. It's like, like you, you, you can put a film on when you come home drunk. Yeah. I mean, I don't drink anymore, but you can come home drunk and put a film on, and like, you'll either fall asleep within minutes, yeah. or you lose interest, or you wake up in the morning and think, I have no idea what that film was about, because yeah. I didn't take in a single word of it. If it. There's a point, well, like alcohol, if you get too drunk, you forget things. It's, there is a point, I think, where if you smoke too much, but it's a lot bigger. And the other thing as well, I think it's like, how much is it? 2,000 tonnes, I think it was, of THC that you have to smoke before you can overdose. Is THC then um, the, an ingredient of Yeah, it's, I can't marijuana. remember. Tetrahydro cannabis or something. I can't remember exactly. But it's the, it's the ingredient in marijuana that gets you stoned, basically. Is it in anything else? Not as far as I'm aware. It might be, but I'm not too sure on that one. I think it's in some hallucinogenics, like acid and stuff, but a far more potent, potent version of it. Um, but there is... But that... That there is two and a half tons before you can overdose. Wow. Which is impossible. You'll 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 fall asleep well before that. You can't even smoke a ton before falling asleep. It's impossible to do. But there is a chemical, a CBD as well, which we have got in our bodies. Right. Uh, cannabinol, again something something, um, which reacts with our bodies, and that's why it's so good for like re- re- regeneration of cells. Um, so good with multiple sclerosis. Um, and that's found, that's found in marijuana as well. Yeah, CBD is... So is that why they, they're pushing for this... Um, medical. Yeah, the medical use of it. Yeah, it's, it's because that's what changed everyone's mind in America. Um, in Colorado, I think it was in 2010-ish, um, they, they produced a document, all these doctors and scientists produced a document saying exactly what it helps and how it helps. And it had... The list was ma- as long as this table. The list was huge. Huge. Asthma was on there, eczema, um, uh, like I said, multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's, cancer, uh, dementia, uh, pa- uh, ac- what's, the, what's the skinny one? <laughs> Not a very good description of Anorexia? it. Anorexia? Yeah, that's the one. Apparently it helps with all that. It's just a massive list of what it actually helps with. And what they're trying to do now is you've got CBD oil, which has no THC in it. Right. So all it does is help regenerate your body. So you won't get stoned off it, it's just... stoned. And I, I, know I was speaking to someone the other day who uses it every morning, he has two drops, and every night he has two drops, and he feels better for it. Wow. Um, he smokes as well, but 
since he's been taking CBD, feels a lot better because it just does help regenerate all your cells and it makes you feel better. Can you overdose on marijuana? No. Not really. You could... You can whitey. Oh, no, I've heard that. Whitey. I don't know what a whitey is, but I... Basically, whitey is when you smoke so much you start throwing up. Oh. But it's the same as when you drink too much you throw up. So there's no difference in that state. You can't overdose. If you do overdose, you'd be the first person alive to overdose, or now dead. And can you get addicted? You can, but there are ways of stopping it. And I think, I, I will admit I was addicted once, but I've realised since then what it's meant for. Like, with the same as alcohol, I think if yeah. you, you can get addicted, you, you can get addicted to it, but when you realise that you are addicted to it and you can fight that addiction, you can also then realise maybe that there is a way of drinking it without, or smoking it without it being part all the way in my life. Like, for instance, now I do smoke it occasionally, but it's occasionally, and that's it. If I'm, but if I'm in the house by myself, or I, I go out with a few mates, then that's about it. But other than that, I never do it. Because I, I know a lot of people that, that do smoke marijuana, and it's generally been sort of said, it's, oh, it's not addictive, it's not addictive, no. it's fine. And yet, it's the same people that are, you know, they're smoking it on their way to work, or they're smoking it whenever they've got five minutes, they're, they're yeah. rolling up a, a joint. I think a lot of it is to do with tobacco, mind you, as well, that you put in with the joint. If you're smoking, like with the bongs and stuff, where you just put weed in it, a lot of the time you don't get addicted to it because it's just purely weed. But if you put like tobacco in it, that's when it starts becoming a bit more addictive. Ah, because of the nicotine. It's the nicotine. And then your mind, I think, associates weed and nicotine together without uh, even realising it. And then you have that joint because you want the nicotine and the weed at the same time. Right, that's clever. Mm. I, I, Obviously not a scientist, so I can't back up that with evidence, but that's my view on that. I think that's probably more the nicotine side of it. Um, but even, even people who are addicted to it, you wouldn't notice like most other people. They can still come in, they can still do a job. I bet there is a few people around here who probably do regularly and you wouldn't notice it. They might look a bit drawn, that's it. Do you find though, is it one of these things, because I got, you know, other than that one, one incident mm. that scared the life out of me, um, I haven't bothered since. Do you find, like, if you did it for the first time, it could have a big effect on you, but then it's like any other sort of medicine where repeated use, mm. you become more and more tolerant to it, so you need more and more? Yes and no. Strangely enough, the first time I smoked, it didn't affect me that much. It was weird. It was, I smoked it uh, with my mates, and it didn't really affect me that much, but then the more I used it, it started to affect me again, and then the more I used it again, I got more tolerant to it. So it's, it's weird how it works. So it's very odd, actually. Yeah. It, I think it affects different people. So some people might smoke one and that's it, they're done for the day. Other people might smoke a lot and they can carry on smoking even after that. Yeah, so yeah. it does affect different people. So I, you do sort of build a tolerance up, but I suppose it's kind of like alcohol, you only build a certain amount of tolerance up. Because I smoked one and I was done for the rest of my life. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, I know a lot of people. I know someone who went to Amsterdam and smoked one and sat on the canal all day eating jelly babies. <laughs> she was like, I can't do it anymore. That's it. Done. And, uh, but I think, I think yeah, I'm, I'm very pro it. Sorry. And that I also do think that the police, going back to your point earlier, are targeting the wrong people. I know they're relaxing the laws a, bit, a little bit now, but if I was sitting in my house and I'm just smoking away, or just in my garden smoking, and the police uh, walking past at that point and 
search the house because they found that probable cause I've got weed in the house. But I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just sitting there. But then, hundred feet down the road, there's a pub there where people are getting absolutely smashed. Yeah. And there's fights breaking out, and there's public safety problems going on. But they won't go and see them. They'll, they'll see me. Is that right? Mm, no, it's not right, is it? No. It's not right because you're if you're you know if you're in your garden smoking a joint or whatever, then you're not likely to be causing trouble and screaming and shouting with your neighbours and and fighting and throwing a glass at somebody. Exactly. From what I gather, from people I know that, that yeah, smoke the stuff, they, they, they're never in situations like that. They're always chilled out and relaxed. And, and that's, the, that's the good thing about it. It's just, just so relaxed all the time. You just don't care. But as far as the police intervention is concerned, if they're walking past and they can smell it or something, it's a case of, I have to do something. Yeah, and I think that's where, again, that's where the law needs to change on that one. It needs to change because I know so many people now who do smoke it, but are so worried about getting caught by the police they're very hesitant, they get paranoid as well. I know a lot of people say you get paranoid by smoking weed, but I think that's because it's illegal, more than the drug itself. Because I get quite paranoid. If I'm walking around with my dog, I just take my dog out for a walk and I'm just walking around with him and I'm smoking, and there's people around me, I get paranoid thinking, what are they gonna think? I don't care that I'm smoking, but I think, are they gonna call the police on me? Are they gonna do something that's gonna annoy me? Because I don't want them to affect this right now. Yeah. I'm happy right now, but what's gonna go happen? Because it is a distinctive smell, isn't it? I mean, I, I, I've got to be honest, as much as I don't touch it, I really like the smell of it. Yeah. So you can smell it on somebody. You can, I can pass somebody in town and there'll be this waft yeah. as soon as I pass them. And I think, yeah, you're obviously smoking weed or just been smoking weed because you can smell it. You can smell yeah. it a mile away and you can smell it in a house or you can smell it coming from next door. Definitely. It, it seems to stand out more than any other smell. It does. Um, funny enough, a pack of my fag papers smells like it right now. No. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. We we had a guy um, we had a guy in work a couple of years ago, and we couldn't figure it out because I got called into work, and somebody said you need to have a chat with him because he stinks of weed, and all the people sitting around him are complaining how he stinks of weed. Mm-hmm. And my attitude at the time was, I don't really know what I can do. You can't prove it. I can't. It. Do you know, I, the, the only thing I had that I could do, that I could discuss with him is, are you in a fit state to be in work? Because if you're stoned off your face, I don't think you're in a suitable frame of mind. You could be a danger to others then. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You know, you could be falling on the stairs on top of somebody or, or, or doing something stupid be uh, be, be, because really you're so stoned. And they're falling down and it's like, uh, see that video of Jones then. <laughs> Look at the ball rolling. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. But, but that, was, that, was, that was the only thing I had. So I, I, mean, I had to take him out to sort of out to another meeting room and say, Look, you know, this is. I, we've had this, I've had this phone call. Somebody's phoned me and said, Can I come in and deal with this situation? Yeah. Um, and I had to explain it to him there and then and say, Look, as far as I'm concerned, it's nothing I can do about it. If your clothes are smelling a weed, then it, it's not, it's not yeah. a, a complaint I can sort of do anything about. You know, there's no punishment for that. I, su- I suppose that, that could be one, if someone just had bad hygiene and smell. Sorry if they just put extra deodorant on, what's the issue? Well, yeah, I mean, that's the same thing. Whatever yeah. they smelt of, 
it doesn't matter because it, it's not an awful lot you can do about it. No. I mean, you can, you can, you know, it, and that's always a tricky subject to, yeah, to broach definitely. anyway, which we we've had to do in the past, which has been difficult to go on to somebody and say, all right, okay, we've had complaints from others about your personal hygiene. That is such a nightmare situation, which I've had to deal with in the Basically past. Basically, make you smell, do something about it. Yeah, yeah, but that's what you want to say. Yeah, you, you smelly git, get home and have a wash. Yeah, <laughs> but you can't. All you can say is, look, you know, we we've had. We've had complaints about your, your personal hygiene. <laughs> that must be a really awkward conversation. It is a really awkward conversation yeah. because you've got to look at it the way, I don't know how you'd feel if you were on the other end of that conversation and somebody's telling you, you're the smelly git. Yeah. And people are complaining. How embarrassed would you feel? How could you come into work the next day and think, oh, i got to uh, face these same people now? Yeah, you, you wouldn't. You would have to just call a sick the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next time you have to do that, just put a peg on your nose and walk around them. <laughs> yeah, I got this on because of you. Yeah. <laughs> or you could do what I know uh, my mum does when people in the in a shop comes in quite smelly. Form around with some air freshener. <laughs> that's that's quite a hint. Yeah. But they they don't know. They don't, they're they're completely oblivious to it. But she's just quite blatant about it. Just walking behind these people, going as they walk around. No. That's brazen. Mm. You just give them a card for rent or kill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might need these. <laughs> well, that's it for episode two. Thanks for listening. In the third and final part of my long chat with Chris, we discuss severed arms on tour around the world, getting the munchies, and moles digging up artifacts. Bye.